everyone. Welcome to another episode of Please Ask Mickey, a podcast just about being real, talking about the real shit when it comes to being a woman, comes to being a mom, comes to being a human, comes to being whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, I'm a mom and I'm a woman, but you don't have to be any of those things. I'm obviously going to talk more about that kind of stuff, but it's for everybody. It's just about um, making everyone feel good and like they're not the only ones going through things and dealing with stuff. Um, so welcome to today's podcast. I'm really excited. I've got an awesome guest on today, uh, Sheridan Austin, who is a nutritionist and a GAPS practitioner, and she'll be able to explain more about what that is, um, and she'll be able to explain it now because I will welcome her on. Hi, Sheridan. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I should probably, you, you give us a bit more of, uh, give us a bit more detail about yourself um, and even explain mm-hmm. what a GAPS practitioner is. I'm sure a lot of people have no idea what that means. Yeah, it doesn't mean like the gap in between your thighs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the distance, like a three yeah. centimetre gap or <laughs> how quiche you are. Yeah, I'm a four centimetre. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> That's really large, I think. I don't know. But anyway, so gap stands for um, gut and psychology syndrome practitioner. So that's basically working with the gut in order to heal like psychological issues. Um, so obviously, though, we know that the gut um, plays a lot more in our health than just our psychological health as well. So it's also everywhere really in your body. Um, but yeah, a big part is the mind. And so... And then nutritionist is obviously working with food in order to fix symptoms or disease or prevent disease, etc. So, and nutrition is now, or has for a long time now, been like a super powerful dictator of either the diagnosis or treatment or prevention of disease, which is so important. And so, typically. Like, you know, a lot of our symptoms that we're experiencing, yes, it has a lot to do with the gut, but also we can usually go, oh, okay, so that's generally related to this deficiency, which is just so important to kind of be a bit aware about. Yeah, and something I I feel like a lot of people want to know about, but Mm. obviously, like, you have studied for heaps of years to know all of that kind of stuff, you know, so... um, Well... Yeah, the thing is, the sucky thing is, is that we used to not have to know stuff. Like, we did not need to know this information. So, previously, it was just like, what was available on the land we ate. But now it's like, okay, you kind of have no choice but to have a little bit of knowledge of nutrition, you know, to get by in a healthy way. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's so true. And like... I feel like, like I often, I'm a big believer in eating intuitively, if like with um, knowledge, and that's something that yeah. obviously, back when you had no choice but to just eat from the land, that's what you did. Like you ate when you needed to eat, you didn't eat when you couldn't eat, like all that kind of stuff. Whereas now we're inundated with. Um, like just great marketing, and you know like additives and things that make food taste so so good and now we're becoming addicted and all this kind of stuff and like there's information everywhere but mm-hmm. you just it's so hard to trust the source because really at the end of the day it's just marketing 
Oh, it's so insane. And it's really frustrating. Like I've heard now that they're thinking about doing a meat tax. A what? A meat tax. So a red meat tax. Like literally Mm. applying tax to red meat in, um, where is it? I don't know if it was the UK or America. But basically, that's not where the problem is lying. Like, are you kidding? Like, think about what everyone is eating other than the red meat. Like, where. That's where the blame goes. Yeah, like, are you kidding? That's so funny. And they might actually do it. Like, it could actually happen. So it would make, be very expensive. But I'm super traditional and, like, traditional with the way I think, like, you know, things that we've been eating for thousands and thousands of years, you know, how can that create brand new diseases, you know? Mm. So, like, to me, that is totally not where the problem is lying. And if your body is craving it, your body is craving it for a good reason and it has some amazing properties about it. So, but like, obviously, um, I'm not saying everyone needs to eat it at all. I'm just saying that's totally not where the problem is lying. And so now, now everyone's even more confused going, okay, do I eat none of it? Like, if mm. they're willing to access it, <laughs> it's like not like a packet of cigarettes. Like, it's yeah, that's so, tr- yeah, and they're still getting around. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they're a lot more expensive, which is good. But, like, we know that they're toxic. Like, it's it's not, yeah, something that's been around for a long time. That's so crazy. Anyway. And yeah. it is really hard, I think, for people because, and I mean, this is, like, a lot of things, but, you know, nutrition is a really big one of food. The food industry is huge, is that there's just such um, an influx of information. There's just so much information and there's so many fad diets and there's this and there's that and, like, you know, so many um so much information being thrown at everyone that they're sitting going, well, what's right? And like, I know a lot of people that I know, um, you know, they think that they're doing the right thing, you know, because that's what they've been told or like, you know, depends on your parents and stuff like that and um, where your education's come from and all that sort of thing. So like most people aren't trying to, um, you know, give their children no. Unnutritious food. They just they just don't know. They don't know where the information is coming from. I, I really um I've always respected um and trusted everything that you have said and same with like Cindy and all those you know, because it really just is about coming back mm-hmm. to the basics, which to me has always just made sense. Like just that yeah. eat real food. Exactly. Yeah, because you're not playing with fire then. Yeah. And this- you know, it depends, like, what we fully want to cover today. But um, if we're thinking about, you know, nutrients that we're told to have during pregnancy, I'll definitely cover that as well. You know, the difference yeah. between, say, the food form and the synthetic form, like, that's so important for people to know. Yeah. Because I know that a lot of pregnant women are, you know, caught out. Mm-hmm. Or not caught out, but like think that they're doing the right thing, etc. And we are always trying to do the best we can and the best we know at that time. Most of us, yeah, some of us, we should be doing different, but we just have some sort of other barrier in the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> but whether that be cravings, <laughs> cravings are the realest thing. <laughs> they are, particularly you know if you're pregnant. Yeah, but um. 
Yeah, so I know you kind of wanted also me to say what I have done. Oh, yes. Yep. Sorry, I got carried away already. No, me too. Yeah. So um, I basically write for quite a few companies and also develop recipes, but I also work with clients. So um, individual clients, because obviously not every person is the exact same, but um, yeah, so like when it becomes those individual health issues, that's when I work with individual clients. Mm. And then so I develop recipes for companies like Bulletproof in America, Mm. um, Changing Habits obviously works with them for about six years and they're another really good global company. And then um, Keep It Cleaner, which is a bit of a newer company. Um, which is growing it pretty rapidly. So that's a program to develop recipes for them too. So it's pretty cool. So basically I just try and educate people and find alternatives because real food and like healthy eating does, like, is, does not mean deprivation. Like that is the most disgusting word or thought that could enter someone's brain. Yeah, totally. That, like to change because there is always an alternative. So... A lot of people, because um, I'm pregnant right now. Oh yeah, I forgot to uh, mention that. <laughs> yeah, you're a week. You're a week further than me. I'm pretty sure. I think we've yeah, figured out. I'm, I'm like way more important. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> totally. Um. So I can't even remember what I was going to say now. Oh yeah. Is this, is this baby brain? <laughs> oh yeah. Baby bang is like actually so legit. Um, what were you saying? Yeah, you're pregnant now. Okay, no, yes, I do know what I'm saying now. I think. Okay, so a lot of people said to me like, oh, you know, but wait until you're pregnant or you're a mum. You know, um, you won't be able to follow the same like food philosophy that you've got right now. Oh really? And and I said, you look, just basically watch me. <laughs> yeah, just um, see. So, yeah, no, and, you know, obviously morning sickness and stuff is definitely not fun, but it was about creating alternatives. So it was just about going, okay, so if I feel like this, if I feel like just like a piece of toast, I'm going to make or go purchase from a good company mm-hmm. with quality, like gluten-free, everything free, um, and then slather it in ghee if that's all you felt like, you know. So it's just finding the alternative you know, which is still really healthy. So there's zero deprivation there. It's just about going that next step and going, all right, cool. So if I want this, I've just got to make a couple of alterations. And there's so much now available to be able to do that and for it not to be a difficult thing. Um, Yeah. Like, yeah, because I I was the same. I don't know about you, but I was literally just craving bread and butter for the first, first, like, 12 weeks. The same with when I was pregnant with Maddie for the first time. Because you just, the thought of stomaching anything else. Yeah. And, yeah, I was the same. I'd just, like, get my, you know, organic spelt sourdough with, like, nothing in it and lather it in ghee. And that's pretty much what I ate every single day. Yeah. Yeah, which is delicious, by the way. Oh, so, so yummy. <laughs> I could really go for some of that right yeah, now. I know, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> um, okay, so where would you like us to start? Well, I might tell everyone sort of what um, I wanted to chat to you about so everyone knows what's kind of coming. So because you're pregnant, which is awesome because you're experiencing um, experiencing firsthand, I guess, like mm. had uh, about pregnancy nutrition. 
Um, and then also just nutrition for even new mamas because I think a huge thing is um, when we have our babies, we're always the last person that we think about, you know, you just kind of end up getting lost and you're, everything's about the baby, which is, you know, crazy because um, if you're breastfeeding, for example, even if you're not, you need to be in the most prime, incredible position to be able to give to that child. Um, So, you know, even talking about that and then I'd love to also definitely touch on um, the children. And like, you know, yep. easy ways to get um, particular things into their diet and just things that like a, I know a lot of mums and, you know, parents haven't even thought of. Like I've been to a few of your um, nutrition talks on children and just things like, you know, giving them heaps of ghee and like just things that people, you know, a lot of people are afraid of fats and um, yeah. stuff like that. So just sort of... Um, helping them understand that and why it's important, especially in children, how it can alter their moods and stuff, which is something I know um, is huge. (laughs) Partially, yeah. Yeah, but let's start from the beginning. Let's start with pregnancy. Okay, perfect. All right, so these are huge topics. So I'll, like, skim through, not skim, but, like, you know, do as cover as much as what we can. You know? <laughs> yeah, I've just really put you on the spot. I'm like, all right, I want you to cover everything. Cover <laughs> we'll every do what we can. Life um, experience. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> In 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So, firstly, um, okay, let's start with pregnancy. Um, all right. So, firstly, we've got to think about, well, realize how important it is. So there's this thing called epigenetics and epigenetics basically is the ability for our environment to impact our genes, which is huge. It's like the biggest player in what um, disease shows or symptoms shows. Um, does that make sense? So yeah, yeah. Basically switching genes on and off. And so basically through nutrition, because that is your environment, your food is your environment, you can determine what genes get switched on and switched off. And this is for your bubble So, um, you know, like by eating a nourishing diet, you can actually, yeah, dictate those genes. Like so, alter the baby's gene. Well, not, yeah, dictate. That's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so basically, genes are not your destiny. So um, if there's a history in your family of something, it doesn't mean that your baby is obviously definitely going to get that. It's about you can literally change those genes by eating a nourishing diet and mm. taking away those mm. things that are also causing problems. Yeah. Um, and that is really important for the male too. So often like the women get a lot of the blame for fertility and for nourishment, etc. but a lot of it comes from the male too. Um, so that's, just something really, really to consider. Yeah. They actually need a lot of nourishment too. So, um, and if they've got gut issues like the mum or the dad, then that can affect the fertility and it can affect obviously the genes and the health of the baby. So that, yeah, just don't always think about that it's your fault, you know, like being a mum. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, okay, so that's that. And then we need to, before we talk about like particular nutrients and stuff like that, 
you need to think about like cutting basically the crap because like I was saying before, like you foods that have been around for thousands and thousands of years um, aren't necessarily going to create these brand new problems that we've got going on. Yeah. Of course, um, yes, malnutrition is certainly a huge biggie, mm. but the inflammation caused by particular foods is also creating a huge issue and has been shown to definitely impact the health of the mum and the baby during yeah. the pregnancy and obviously the birth, etc. So when we take away foods that are causing inflammation, which do I need to say what inflammation is? Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you could go into that and even talk about, yeah, like some of the bigger foods um, that cause that. Yeah, so um, basically inflammation is the immune system's response to something. So basically, say if you get a virus, that's your body going under inflammation in order to attack that virus and get rid of it. So you get all these symptoms and all that kind of stuff. But that is a virus. But you know, you can get you get inflammation from anything that your body doesn't like, really. Mm. And then so it's kind of like the basis of pretty much every symptom we've got. So inflammation, you can get from the response from eating, for example. A lot of people, unfortunately, and I know everyone knows this, but one big example is definitely gluten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I'm bound to talk about it. I yeah, I know. I was like, oh, it's going to have to be brought up. See, I've been gluten intolerant yeah. since I was a teenager. And yeah. just the difference, like, that mm. it can make to you. And a lot of people don't realize because they're like, well, I don't vomit. I don't do anything like that. And I'm like, does no, neither does most people. Neither does. Neither do most people. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the thing is, a lot of people go, oh, I know I've got this symptom or that symptom or whatever, but they go, Bob, but I don't have celiac disease. Mm. Celiac is like the most, like, little of your worries, like, the least of your worries, because celiac disease is just one type of gluten intolerance. So, and the reason why it is a problem, like, again, if you do, like, an, a beautiful organic spelt, for example, fermented it into a sourdough, that can definitely be a lot more tolerated. Um, however, when you're the typical wheat grain that we have today has been chemically hybridized around 50 or so years ago. So that's like a huge issue and it's creating a lot of inflammation within a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And just really in short, it's being linked to over 50 autoimmune diseases. So yeah. it's creating a lot of gut issues. And so this, like I see it in all my clients and I know people see it within themselves that if they have like a, even a few days without it and then reintroduce it, um, you know, you see the scales go up due to the inflammatory response. Like we don't care about necessarily the weight, we care about your health. Mm. And so the inflammation that's showing on the scales yeah, that's your body holding water due to the inflammation from the exposure to something. Mm, yeah. And so, um, you know, typically you can go up like a kilo or two at least from just one exposure, which is just huge because your body is just freaking out. And so what we see is skin problems. We see us holding water. And what happens during pregnancy, like women hold so much water. And look, I know I'm only halfway and like, look, I could turn into a balloon. I don't know, like a water balloon. I have no idea. Let's see what happens. <laughs> but, <laughs> but 
you know, we we do need to take more. Um, we need to be more careful. Yeah. Because we are already going to be holding a lot more water, so we want to reduce the inflammation from external things as much as possible. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, and think about, you know, when we're in pain or when we have a headache or when we have certain issues, anti-inflammatories are taken. Well, nada, let's just take away the things that are causing inflammation. And so that's Mm. just one of them. And then... So we've got like obviously sugar. Sugar's a biggie because obviously that creates gut issues and it creates um, immune system response and your liver to struggle a little bit more. So then that's all going to create a little bit of inflammation as well. Mm. And and then there's other just typical things. Like let's just look at the typical stuff. Like obviously I won't um, get really to the nitty-gritty, nitty but like corn is being genetically modified. Soy has been genetically modified. Then you've got vegetable oils that come from genetically modified seeds. So basically this is cutting out the stuff that has been manipulated by humans. So mm. all those little things um, are likely to cause gut issues, are likely to cause a little bit of inflammation. Just see how you go. Or have them in their finest form, you know, pure certified organic. Soy, for example, should be fermented in yeah, order for it to okay. be tolerated and not so inflammatory. Um, and, yeah, so I know I'm talking really, really fast here, but just because, like... No, that's because I'm asking a lot of you. <laughs> so that's, that's fine. People can listen to it a few um, times over. Yeah, I'm putting in slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> Drag it out. Inflammatory. <laughs> can I have that in a sentence? Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, so yeah, by taking away those things, you're allowing your whole entire body to function more optimally because it's not so distracted with dealing with so many other things, you know, with all the cascade of events, um, you know, the events that happen in the body when it's exposed to something that it doesn't like. So we want to give your body basically the best chance in order to focus on what it really needs to be doing. Um. So, okay, so with nourish, do you have any questions? Oh, no, I'm like, yeah, I was like, that makes so much sense. And even um, what you were saying about, I guess, allow, like once you take all of those things away and allow the body, the body to um, be acting more, uh, like more of an, like more optimally, optimally, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like it gives, like, you know, as you were saying, like, say something comes up or, like, you know, something does happen, even if it's, like, a stressful situation or, you know, you have a bit of anxiety, you have a bit of whatever it is, um, mm. your body's not, and like, because, you know, our mind controls our body, which I feel like yeah. a lot of people really somehow forget the disconnect between mind and body. Um, and yeah. so, you know, how can you even take in everything else that's going on? No wonder things become harder and all that sort of stuff if your body's like so stressed just trying to digest mm-hmm. something. 100%. Yeah, it causes anxiety. Like those inflammatory mm. creating those gut issues definitely cause anxiety, depression, irritability. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then that, and then beyond that, obviously, is the superficial kind of symptoms that us women don't want to be dealing with, which is, you know, the skin problems, the skin rashes, the mm. um, the fatigue as well, like, is a big one. Yeah, so, so true. Yeah, so that, you know, you, you just ain't got, no one's got time to deal with that. 
<laughs> no. So, Hell no. And, yeah, and and that's the thing, like going back to, you know, when you are faced with stresses because pregnancy in itself can also be kind of stressful because there's so many things, you know, emotional things that you're dealing with. Oh, so um, much. It's just like the biggest life thing that you'll experience. And so to deal with, like a lot of people will go to their comfort food, you know, particularly during the first few months. Like you'll go to your comfort food, but the thing is, is we know that that's only going to make you worse. Yeah, so that's we, so true. But it's going to bring on more information and prevent you being able to actually deal with situations properly. It's going to make you more emotional. And so that's the biggest thing I see in people is irritability, like snackiness, you know, mm-hmm. when you're, you know, and it's so correlated. And this goes to children as well, like when you're nourishing your kids. You know, if you eat a particular food and half an hour or even the next day later, you feel a bit more irritated or you see in your partner or you see in your kid, they're a bit more irritated, aggro, and it can get to the point of even throwing chairs with particular kids. Yeah. Like, um, it can get to that point, even just from like one additive I've had with clients um, in an alternative milk. Like, it was oh, like... no way. Yeah, and it was it was like an almond milk, and he started to get really aggro again after being really really good for a while from just real food, anti-inflammatory food, certain things, mm. and they had to trace back as to what could have been the cause, and it was just one simple additive, which was like a, gosh, I think it might have been a gum or something like that in this milk, and then they went, oh my gosh, so that's what was causing him to be irritated, Something's and this so is the simple. same. With adults, you know, like it's the same mm. with us women that, um, or in your partner, like if you mm-hmm. think that's constantly irritated, like, nah, duh, like you said, your body and your brain is fully connected. Like, totally. Actually, um, like that's a huge, in, in my family, because none of us, well, Chris has just started to come around lately. Well, probably in the next, last six months about not eating gluten. And he's getting better and better because he, he can finally really see the difference. Exactly. So he's taking it upon himself now. But the biggest thing that I notice, um, like for me, the biggest thing I've always noticed if I have anything like inflammatory, whether I'm having sugar or gluten, like wheat is a really big one for me, um, Mm. my, my mood changes and mm-hmm. it's it's literally that it's just you're so irritable it's like pms yeah. on steroids like for whatever reason you just cannot yeah. deal um and my yeah. brain gets so foggy like mm. so so foggy i look back to when i was at school before i went off um wheat and i was like god i thought i had like add or something but really yeah. i was just my brain was fogged and i see the same in chris yeah. i know when he's had gluten he comes home grumpy as fuck and i'm yeah. like what have you eaten today? And he's yeah. like, hungry jacks. And I'm like, well, oh look, God. I'm sick of you. De- <laughs> I don't want to deal with you after you've had hungry yeah. jacks, you grumpy bastard. And Maddie's yeah. the same. She went to a, um, my niece's birthday party the other week and she's never had lollies or anything like that. Um, mm. And one of the girls at the birthday party, because it's real, and that's the hard thing. Like you can only stop them so <laughs> much. Yeah, because exactly. they're kids, and like you know, you can't bubble wrap them forever. You cut at one point, you have to cut the umbilical cord off. Um, yeah. And yes, yeah, someone gave her a lolly, and I've never seen her 
act like she did. It was insane. Wow. It was crazy, wow. the difference. Yeah, and it's so sad that people don't know this information no. and they um, continue going by life with a kid or with themselves or with a partner that, like, just is living in this state of um, a completely different personality. Like, you literally change personalities. Mm-hmm. And Oh, it's so insane. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the inflammation side of things. So another real, like, okay, so moving on to nutrients um, during pregnancy, like I'll just cover like the main really, really important thing. Yeah. Um, So because this is the most typical and women are like forced it. Mm -hmm. um, I know what you're going to (laughs) say. Dumbo. <laughs> so folic acid. Yeah. That we were yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Secretly, it was like banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the folic acid. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the first thing. Like, as soon as anyone falls pregnant, they're like, oh, yeah. So I've got my folate um, multivitamin or whatever it is. Are you taking yeah. yours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the first thing the doctors will say to you. And mm-hmm. it's the first thing the doctor said to me, and I was like, you don't know who you're speaking to. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so anyway, so folic acid, okay, well, folate. So they're actually two completely different things, really. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, so if you're looking at a typical pregnancy multivitamin, it will have folic acid in it. And this is typically what people are told to take. I've been told to take it a few times mm-hmm. and I haven't even been to see anyone in particular um, to actually advise this and I've been told to do it even myself. So yeah. it's really important that people are aware of this before you get caught out. Mm. So, um, and it's the most like popular thing ever, isn't it? Oh, totally. So, um, yeah, so... Folic acid basically is the synthetic form of folate. So folate um, is obviously a very important, it is actually a really, really important nutrient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's to prevent um, neural tube defects, which is really important, like spina bifida, but um, yeah, and brain development and to reduce anxiety of the mum and stuff as well. So that's all really important. Um, however, if someone's having it in the form of folic acid, this can be a huge issue for a huge percentage of the population because it actually can create more problems. And this is because genetically some people cannot uh, or don't have the enzyme to turn the synthetic folic acid into the real folate. Yeah, and so what right. happens is the fake folate takes up the receptor sites in the bloodstream, and then that can actually leave us folate deficient. Does that so make it does sense? the opposite, has the opposite it effect. Does the opposite. Yeah, so then oh, yeah. that means the supplementation can create more of a problem. Yeah. People, it may not be all. So if you are worried about folate and you feel like you just want to be taking that supplement, totally fine, go for it, but have it in the real form, so all the closest form just in case you have that genetic defect. Yeah. So, um, which is really, really common. So folate, so if 
you know, for anyone out there, methylfolate is what you need. So um, you definitely don't want to be having folic acid. But Mm -hmm. even better, um, if you don't need to be taking the supplement, then go to food. So, for example, myself, I'm having liver, like liver capsules. um, So desiccated liver. Where do you get um, liver capsules from? That's so you great. can get it from online. So Pete Evans actually has a brand. Oh, um, no way. Yeah, there's another brand called Vital Protein and Perfect Supplement. So there's three mm. different brands. Yeah, because I struggle to eat it. Exactly. And particularly when you've got morning sickness, there's no way you can, no. you know, eat bow liver. down. And, like, yeah. No, <laughs> fuck no. That sounds no. horrible. No. <laughs> So, there you go. Not, no, actually, I'm not going to say. What's that? Not now. Oh. <laughs> no, like I was really nauseous one morning, like, and I should not have put anything in my mouth. And I tried to have my supplements, like my real food supplements, and I, yeah, oh. I everything up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah. And you learn. <laughs> yeah, you live and you learn, and then you get them caps- encapsulated. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. So okay, that's great. Yeah, sorry, anyway, go on. So, no, it's all right. So, yeah, folate, the natural folate, yeah, it's high in liver. Mm-hmm. The other thing is chlorella, but it's really rich in greens. So, if you're mm-hmm. eating quite a few greens, I mean, like smoothies, for example, for pregnant women is awesome because realistically, like, you can't, like, I don't know about anyone else, but I kind of don't mind smoothies. Like, it's cold, it's refreshing, mm-hmm. it's yummy, usually, and you can chuck heaps of good stuff in there. Yeah. So, um, as long as you're having a lot of greens and, you know, typically, historically or traditionally, the liver was given to the pregnant women, like liver of animals that they've killed because it was quite, like, you know, limited, they would go, because there's only one liver per animal, they would donate that basically to the pregnant women because they needed a lot of those nutrients because it's also rich. And obviously the vitamin A and iron, obviously, which is super important for our energy, and also B vitamins, which is so important, like B12. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely something to consider for for pregnant women for sure as a natural source of um, beautiful nutrients. Yeah, that's awesome. So, does that make sense about the folic acid and the folate? Like, yeah, sure? that's that's mind blowing. Like, I, I never actually, yeah, I never knew that. I just mm. my um, doctor, she's a naturopath and a homeopath, and she just she didn't really explain why, but she just never like put me mm. on anything like that. Mm, that's awesome. So good. Yeah, really lucky. <laughs> yeah. So another really, like, there's so many important nutrients, but another really important nutrient for um, pregnant women as well is iodine. So, and this is because um, iodine, the baby relies thoroughly on your thyroid for, um, you know, energy and growth and, again, brain development, etc. cetera, um, for, so it relies on the mum heavily. So if you are deficient in iodine, which should be quite concentrated in your thyroid, then that can leave you feeling super depleted. Um, so it's really mm-hmm. important to make sure that you um, are topped up in that area. So mm-hmm. because 
post-pregnancy, a lot of women, and this comes into, because I know time's going to be fast, um, this comes into, I'll just touch on it now. No, that's like, right. after you have a baby, mm-hmm. when you are feeling super depleted, like, you could, it, like, it's really um, classic for women to get thyroid problems a yes. little bit later. Yeah. So that is, um, can be caused by an iodine deficiency. So the, so it's really important to try and keep that up rather than getting to that point, you know. So yeah. Feel, and it's also really important for mental stability. So obviously if this postnatal depression, like super important to make sure you're having enough iodine. Mm. And so um, kelp is a good source. Like all seaweed is a good source. Yeah. Kelp is a type of seaweed, like the most nutrient-dense in iodine. Um, but for some clients and sometimes myself, like I'm pretty well topped up most of the time. But if I'm feeling depleted, I'll just um, test myself with an actual iodine supplement and I'll just do it via my skin. Um yeah, that's so, really cool. I saw you do that. I'd never seen that before, and that was really interesting yeah. to me. So if you could explain that, that would be great. Yeah, totally. So it's good to do this during your pregnancy and obviously after. So I just keep it basically in my like real food kind of supplementing medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people need it every day. Some people definitely do not, like I do not. Mm-hmm. Um, you put... So you get liquid iodine, and I use Full Health Industries, um, and I order it in for some clients. And then so you put one drop on the inside of your wrist, and if it absorbs pretty quickly, like if it absorbs like within, say, three hours, mm-hmm. then you um, your, your body obviously is sucking it up and needing it. Yeah. If it's still there in the afternoon or nighttime, like your body is like, okay, well, no, nah, I don't really need that right now, you know? So... That's um, yeah, pretty important. I love but that. Again, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, I love that idea. Like, I find that really empowering. Being able to mm-hmm. do things like that, where you can um, just really get to know your body and be in control of it. Yeah, and totally. figure out what it needs. Like, I find that awesome because you know these days we trust doctors so easily and. I've got um, a friend who's pregnant at the moment and she's really struggled with her thyroid, which is really interesting mm. you talk about that. Mm. And her doctor's just, you know, barely touched on it and just gives her like medication and all that kind of stuff and hasn't talked about why, like why on <laughs> earth is her, <laughs> does she have yeah. thyroid issues? He's just like, oh, well, yeah. that's just you. That's the rest of your life, you know? Oh, my God. I and know. continues, even though it's been like the last years that I've been hearing doctors say this to people mm-hmm. but it like continues to blow my mind that they're still saying this and like I just feel so sorry for those people because you know okay so yes iodine is important but at the same time if you do get to the point of having like a thyroid issue it's important to do that under a practitioner for sure mm-hmm. um, the biggest thing is, is what you're effing eating like it's like <laughs> Okay, so what's actually causing your immune system to go haywire and start attacking your thyroid? Like, mm. then that's, that's the cause of autoimmune. Well, you know, there's a lot of causes to autoimmune diseases, but a big cause is the inflammation caused by um, our environment. With like 70% um, of 
the diagnosis of an autoimmune disease is caused by our environment. So it's obviously the most important thing we need to look at. And within that is our diet. So what is causing the immune system slash inflammation to go crazy? So that's mm. another reason it's so important to take away those inflammatory foods. Yeah. Mm. And it's really easy to do these days too. Like yeah. there's so much um, available like and especially and you know you've got there's so many awesome people like yourself who have stacks of recipes um mm. and that are really easy and you know not hard and not complicated and really at the end of the day it just comes down to just just like buying good food like going to the farmers yeah. markets and getting your fruit and your veg and yeah. you know anything like all those sorts of things and just yeah limiting every well just cutting out all the crap or the things that you get in packets yeah exactly and again it's just about having the alternatives available like do not deprive yourself have the yummy stuff but just have it warm like like you can have ice cream but just have real ice cream and yeah i've got the best ice cream recipes that i'm always making because Ice cream is yum, and no one just <laughs> out on ice cream. So, Nobody deserves to miss out on ice cream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. Can you tell what we're craving? It's hilarious. Yeah, have you been craving like ice cream and icy stuff? Well, yeah, I have. Like smoothies, and yep. uh, and I've just—I don't know if you saw my gender reveal. Oh <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's like completely melted. But banana ice cream, like I ferment the bananas and turn it into ice cream, probably sounds so weird to some of your listeners. Um, (laughs) They're like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like you just got to create the good stuff. Um, Um, I feel like we definitely, like, I feel like we need to do another podcast to discuss um, children. (laughs) Like, because this has been unreal and it's so interesting just talking about what we, even as mothers and especially pregnant mothers and breastfeeding Mm. mothers um, need to do to look after ourselves because it is so important if we, as I said, like we are, we need to be the number one priority because if we're not looking after ourselves and as well, like children are sponges, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they repeat what they see, not what they're told. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So you can only ever, ever be an example. Mm-hmm. And that's just so important. Well, if we're going to stick with just this, yeah. then I should probably just quickly mention just maybe two other things. Okay, yes. Awesome. Go for it. <laughs> Omega 3 is also very, very important. So whether you're getting that from cod liver oil, which is a superfood for pregnant women or um, mm. breastfeeding women, um, or you could be getting it from Inca Inchi oil, which is another beautiful omega-rich food. You could be getting it from chia seeds or um, hemp. Like mm. those, like omega-3 is really important for brain development, but also for the mum as well, also to just redu- help assisting in reducing inflammation mm. as well and skin health. It's also super rich generally, the omega-3 rich foods, are really rich in that vitamin A, which is really, really important as well. So, um, yeah, that's that, just so people know that. And then the next one, obviously, is iron. Just obviously, if we're super tired, it's 
so common for pregnant women to be deficient mm-hmm. and you don't need to be getting that from a bloody supplement. But if you do, if you are anemic, then definitely just source the best quality supplement you can find. Um, but again, liver is super rich in iron, obviously. Um, but mm. also find out why you are anemic. Like if you are, because obviously it's a lot more common for, you might have a mild iron deficiency when you're not pregnant, but then that could mean that you're going to be quite anemic during your pregnancy. Yeah. And that just makes you so floppy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I don't know about you. Like how's your energy levels been? Mine personally. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, um, pretty shocking. But, yeah. um, but like heaps better now. I think just because, mm-hmm. especially those first 12 weeks, I actually just <laughs> forgot that I was pregnant because, you know, I've got a toddler and mm-hmm. job and all that kind of stuff. So I just wouldn't nap. I wouldn't go to bed early. I wouldn't, I just kept denying my body of the rest that it really needed. Yep. Um, yep. and because I couldn't eat. So when I was pregnant with Maddie, my first daughter, um, I was, I'd been a vegetarian for pretty much m- most of my life. I hated the taste of meat, couldn't stand mm-hmm. it, um, yeah. never had been able to stand it. I ate fish, um, but that yeah. was about it. Mm-hmm. When I fell pregnant with Maddie, I craved meat. I was mm-hmm. like, I remember I made a beautiful roast lamb one night for Chris and I was like, oh God, all I, I want to do is just eat the shit out of this lamb and I had to like do so much emotional um, healing around it because the thought of putting it in my mouth because I hadn't done it for so long was so hard. But once I had, I went from like complete vegetarian to just balls deep in lamb. Yeah. Because my body, especially when you're pregnant, like you need yeah. that blood. You need that extra blood. And yeah. I obviously, like, my body was like, we can't carry on being a vegetarian forever. Yeah. Like, stop it. <laughs> how often is it that you listen to that? Like, imagine how shitty you would feel if you didn't. Oh, so much. And I was always iron deficient. Always. Like, f- mm. and now I'm not anymore, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, funnily enough, as soon as I started eating, like, introduced meat into my diet again, all my problems mm, anyway. Good so quality cool. meat too, of course. Yeah, is exactly. a big thing. Yeah, like I completely understand the ethical side of things, which is like it's obviously super, super unfortunate uh, what is going on out there today, but that's also because we are like not very ethical about things. And, mm. you know, and again, we're tossing away the organ meats, which are actually super vital to us. Yeah, um, over-consuming what, and... yeah. Yeah, exactly. So not appreciating the full animal um, where we definitely should be. But, yeah, so iron is obviously super, super important. So good to definitely get that tested just to see where you're at and see how much you really need. Because, yes, it's normal to be tired, definitely more tired for sure during pregnancy. Like you just Mm. need to take care of yourself more. Um, But at the same time, we need to go, all right, so how can I nourish myself even more in order to actually be feeling just as best as you possibly can feel with what your body is going through? So So you can enjoy pregnancy as well. So you can enjoy pregnancy too because it's such an exciting time. Um, And I've always been really lucky with my pregnancies. I felt really good, but it breaks my heart when I see people who are just having the worst time just feel like shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And three quarters of the time, it's, I know it sounds really horrible, but well, often mm. it's what they're eating, it's how they're nourishing themselves. Yeah. It's like thing. Um, but yes, anyway, so obviously that's really important. Um, but again, figure out why you're iron deficient too. So obviously in your case, it was certainly not eating it. Um, but the other thing is, is again, it can be, for example, if someone is eating something that they're intolerant to, that stopping the absorption is also a factor. Yeah. So you could have the gluten deficiency, like what we're talking about, that can definitely stop absorption of the, the iron. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you look at things in a holistic way because you could be supplementing all you like, but your body's actually not getting it. So really important to um, probably seek advice if you have that iron deficiency, but, you know, proper advice. Yeah, <laughs> not Google advice. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I think I've covered like the main, main, main chunky nutrients. Um, there's so much we could talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel that's why I'm like, all right, we're going to have to do this again because, yeah, I just have like even more and more questions. And, you know, as we get into talking about the children and their um, nutrition and stuff, like I feel like we could go on for pff, at least another hour or so. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but that's huge. Yeah. Like I learned so much then, like about um, just pregnancy nutrition. Like I, I try to be as informed as possible, but there was still so much that I just didn't even um, know. Actually, something I'd like to probably ask about and touch on is a huge thing I think for a lot of women when they fall pregnant, they go, I'm eating for two. I can eat what I like. My body, my body's craving. I'm pregnant anyway. Like this is what pregnancy is all about. I'm eating for two. Like have to eat extra. What yeah. are your thoughts on that? Okay, so obviously you do require more nutrients, like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could be wanting more food. Like I am definitely hundred percent eating more than what I was previously. Like I could, I used to fast in the morning. Um, oh, yeah, can't yeah. do that anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> I die if I don't have breakfast first thing because I used to do the same. Um, but no, no way. Like get yeah, so hangry. Was, yeah, that was my first sign. I was just like, I am so hungry. Oh, really? <laughs> What's <Yeah>. up? <laughs> okay, so you do need to listen to that. And it's about nourishing yourself with the right things like we've talked about. But um, okay, so... With the whole eating patootie, anyone who is saying that is probably eating the wrong thing. Yeah. So, you know, you're not actually nourishing yourself properly. So um, if you are going to the sugar and carbohydrate-rich things, it's just going to make your cravings worse because you're going to be feeding the cycle. So you're going to be feeding the addiction, and obviously the more of the addictive food that you have, the more you will want. And it's just going to create this ongoing problem. And then so with um, what you need to do, if you're feeling like, oh, I need to be eating for two because I'm so ravenous, fats and proteins are like so important. And I've had so many clients lately that are doing, not doing one simple thing. They're like, I'm constantly hungry and I'm constantly tired, da, 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 and not doing one simple thing, which is actually eating enough protein. So just make sure because the two things that, creates satiety, so feeling of fullness, 
Yeah. That's the protein. Mm-hmm. And then the two things that are obviously really, really essential for yourself and your bubble mm-hmm. Um So, and like you would have heard in the talks, like you were saying before, that, that goes for absolutely every um, generation, you know, yeah. for the young kids, for your fetus, for the new baby. Obviously, they get that through the breast milk, but also, yeah, yourself. So, um, just try and make sure each meal contains a good amount of fat and protein. So um, obviously examples of the fats, you know, like we said before, the ghee, coconut oil, olive oil, fats off the meat, like don't yeah. be scared of that, um, all sorts of stuff. And then obviously you've got your avocados, of course. And then with protein, obviously you can go the meat protein, but obviously if you're veggie, just make sure you are sourcing those vegetarian options really carefully and just making sure you're nourishing yourself enough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So, yes, sometimes it does feel like you're definitely linked to food, but when you're choosing the right foods, you'll, you will lessen that need for food, you know. You will because mm. your body will be going, oh, thanks, you know, like done. Yeah, that's what yeah. I needed. That's all I'm – that's why I'm telling you I need more, yeah. Exactly. And – you know, the, and going back to the type of people that would be saying, well, I'm just assuming, you know, the type of people that would be saying those sorts of things. Yeah. If you are, like, having those sugary inflammatory things, that's not serving you well. Like, that's going to give you, you know, you're going to blame your pregnancy for your skin problems. Again, the skin rashes. You're like, oh, when I'm pregnant, I get this problem because I'm pregnant. Mm. But the thing is, is... Could it be um, what you're now consuming in mass amounts? Like yeah. if you're craving the ice cream of the nighttime, again, do the healthy alternative and your body will be far more satisfied. You will be satisfied. Your body will be satisfied. Your baby will be satisfied. Yeah, that's so. Do you think like when you are giving it the alternative, it doesn't need it as much? Is that what you're kind of saying? Like it's I'm- because it's real food and it's giving your body what you need. Mm. So if you, for example, you know, um, say if it was ice cream, yeah, um, it obviously depends. You could be craving, craving the fat and protein, mm-hmm. and obviously there's sugars there, um, but we don't want to be exposing ourselves to that much sugar. Yeah. Um, so it can be the particular nutrients in those foods, but also... Think about your gut health. So the more sugar you put in your gut, the more uh, pathogens or, or bacteria or yeast like candida or whatever or parasites are going to overgrow because they do love sugar. Yeah. And then they grow more, they're going to crave more, etc. And it's just going to be this ongoing cycle that you really do not need to put yourself in. Mm. So interesting. Um. I feel like we should probably start to wrap it up because I know you've got a client soon. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, Michaela, don't ask any more questions. Look at the clock. Like, um, but we'll definitely, um, we'll do another episode and we'll definitely discuss this more because it's so true. Like it really, um, nutrition, it controls so much and it can make such a huge difference in our life. Like, I know it has for me and for my family. I was really lucky to be blessed with a mum who was always very educated as far as um, nutrition went. 
um, oh, which good. meant I was educated, which like for me, I realized how grateful um, I was for that. Like mm. always was so grateful to my mother for giving that, me that information and for really um, yeah. looking after my body. And so it's always yeah. been really important that I do that for my daughter yeah. and I'm sure that, like everyone's the same, you know, like and now you can't, it's too hard to ignore the information, you know, like there's so much, um, it's so much available to us to be educated um, that you can't really turn a blind eye anymore. No, yeah, you know, like I know there's definitely excuses because, yeah, like sometimes they're told things that are definitely not true or, no, it could be um, they could read it on Google and just think it's right. So yeah. it's, it's important to question and question and question. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. And I'm a really big believer as well in like um, finding people, like following people you trust and you really resonate with. And so, you know, because the thing is like, you know, I haven't done my nutritionist degree or anything like that. So by following somebody like you and trusting somebody like you and what you say, I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, you know, you exist and you do what you, all the amazing things you do and help all the people that you help. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's so cool that, like, we don't have to turn to medication and stuff like that to, you know, put Band-Aids over things. We can, you know, we've got it all in our pantry, some of us, you know, or like, you know, the options are there to be able to heal ourselves ourselves. And we're blessed in this day and age to actually have that option. Yeah. A lot of communities or countries out there that just don't even have an option. So Yeah, that's really true. Yeah. Need to make the most of it. Thank you so much. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just cutting you off. I'm like, okay, your client comes in like four minutes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so, so much for talking to me. I know so many um, people really appreciate all of that information and even people that are trying to fall pregnant, like you don't have to be pregnant yet um, or be a mum yet because, you know, for most of us women that's something that, is on the agenda eventually, even yeah. if you're 16 years old or whatever, but it's something to really yeah. think about now and start nourishing your body yeah. now because, yeah. you know, like at the end of the day, you're preparing your mm. future fetus, <laughs> yeah. setting it up. No, exactly. Yeah. Cause yeah, hundred percent. And that's like a whole nother topic in, even in itself. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> but um, I was also going to say, yes. um, if, People are like, oh, my God, uh, what do I do now kind of thing? Yes. Um, well, like, they definitely don't have to, but I am going to be doing an, either an e-book or a program, haven't really decided, but oh, um, cool. of for people, for pregnant women yeah, um, at different stages. So, yeah, for, like, recipes I'm going to do and nutrients and food to include and stuff like that. So That's awesome. But that will probably be launched just after I have my baby because I can't, I feel like I'm not able to launch that yet until I experience everything myself. (laughs) I love that too. And that's going to be so awesome. That'll be a really great like gift for new mum. Well, not even new mums, but you know, when you find out your friend's pregnant or something. Yeah. Oh, that's great. The gift of like education. 
Oh, absolutely. I love that. Oh, that's love fantastic. Um, and also tell people how, um, like, all your details are going to be in the show notes and in the editorial as well, but let everyone know how they can find you, your website, your Instagram, your, I don't know, all your socials. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right, cool. So um, my personal website yes. is sheridanjoy.com and then so that um, if you want, like, a consultation, you can see that there. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do that there. Um, and then my Instagram, Sheridan Joy Austin, just do lots of personal stuff there and recipes. So yeah, just get cooking and get cooking into our, some alternatives. I've got so many free uh, recipes on my website. So yeah, and they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also your consultations, you do, you can do those. You do some over Skype as well. Yeah, yeah cause there's yeah. a lot of people, um, listening, not from the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, so it doesn't matter where you are. Face to face doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. That's so awesome. Such a, that's so awesome that we even have that option. I know. These days. Yeah, I can secretly skip my pajamas all day. Totally, that's my favorite thing about working <laughs> from home. It's like just being in my pajamas all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and to and for chatting with me. We'll definitely do this again for everyone who's like literally wanting more information. We will have another chat and also just yeah. go onto Sheridan's website and follow her on Instagram. She's really, you're so great to follow and to get ideas and, you know, you're constantly inspiring um, everyone with recipes and information. I really appreciate that. This is lovely. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, well, good luck with the rest of your pregnancy. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, definitely. But thank you and you too. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Bye. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. Um, and thanks so um, much to everyone for listening. I hope you learnt so much then. I know I absolutely did. For someone who thinks that they're quite informed, like I'm such a huge believer in just, you know, always being a student um, and just the things that you can learn. It's amazing and it's it's incredible the impact that we can have on our children um, children's health before we've even had them or before we've even conceived them. So that's really awesome. Um, make sure if you are enjoying the podcast to um, like, or is it like, I don't know, subscribe, review, say heaps of nice things. I'm not that I'm forcing you to, but I definitely highly recommend it. If you do, I will try and find you and like give you a big schmooch. Um, and if you have any suggestions, recommendations on guests or people that you'd like to um, see me have on or um, topics that you'd like to discuss, please email me um, or message me through Instagram or Facebook um, because like at the end of the day, this show's for everyone, you know, like this is just, I'm just the um, the communicator in between um, to be able to get this information out and this is something that we can all discuss together. Um, and also don't forget about my Facebook group, um, Mums Who Drink Xanax and Wine for Breakfast. I'm not saying we do. I'm just taking the piss. Um, it's such an awesome Facebook group and I really love it. We've already got so many members and it's just a non-judgmental space um, where mums can, and not even mums, like people that are trying and stuff like that. We've got a lot of awesome um, 
people who have discussed their infertility issues and their struggles to falling pregnant stuff. And then they also talk about how they have, and it's really great. Um, but there's just so much support there, um, which is really important, you know, when you're a mother or a mother, um, like soulfully, but you're not quite physically a mother yet. You need that support and there's lots of beautiful like-minded people. So make sure that you add yourself to that slash I'll add you. You just, yeah, anyway, you understand how it works. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you all again next week. Bye. Please Ask Mickey is a Hit Network original podcast produced at Hit 105 Studios in Brisbane. Created, hosted and produced by Michaela Burnett. Check out pleaseaskmickey.com. Editorial support from Julia Foskey, executive producers Scott McDonald and Matthew Eggleston. For more great audio stories, check out hit.com.au. Listener.